Okay, so Perakhov base. Romaskil Vayin Hag Eshatzon Achar Midbar. Amor Yeshua Lama Haya Rodev LeMidbar Lefishera Yisrael Nisalu Mina Midbar. Shenemar Mizos Ola Mina Midbar. Pasuk in Shir Shirim, Shayalahem b'Midbar, Min or Mon is that Mon? Mon. Yeah, okay, that's Mon Slav Be'er Torah. The Mishkan, the Shina, Kahuno Malchus, the Nanaya covered. So that's why the Midbar was a very desirable place. So the question that's bothering Rabbi Yeshua seems to be why is Moshe Rabbeinu guiding the sheep to the to the Midbar and what if I told you Ari that that's where the free pasture was what else are you going to take it you're going to take it to people's private land this is you're going to be eating their grass What do you think? Well, because the ultimate this is a part of the story. He's gonna end up in the in the midbar, and he's gonna he's gonna be at Har Hashem over there, right? He's gonna encounter the Hashem at the burning bush. So, I would say that if that's the case, you should have just written. Again, it's been. It's been some time since I saw the Mara over here. But uh, you should have just written to me that Moshe was in the desert with the sheep, you know, herding the sheep. That's where he was. He, and he was herding the sheep, right, um, in, in the desert. Just like the previous process. Moshe haya roa es tzon yisro. Right? And did you say that he was in the desert? And he was shepherding him in the desert. He was there. He was pasturing him in the desert. Isn't, right. Isn't, doesn't the desert mean like the non? Like where things don't grow? Well, I mean, I think you raise an interesting point. Like, why would you? Put okay. A shepherd in the well, the, I know because the desert is, is Hefker land, but you, but obviously there must be some. So there must be some green pastures over there, right? They're like little little oases, little little patches and things. Um, okay, but uh, so let's see. So yes, Rabbi Yeshua is bothered. Why is he guiding them out into the desert? Right? So then he says, oh, because Moshe Rabbeinu saw the Israel have an Ali in the desert. The Bnei Israel have an Ali in the desert. 
and because of all the miles that we had in the Midbar. Why does Hashem care that the first occurrence, the first encounter with Moshe Rabbeinu should be Davka in the Midbar? Answer is, since the Klaus are going to be take, are going to, oh, sorry, one second, um, I'm being flagged that my speaker is now, my microphone is not working. Let's try this. Hello? Hello? No. Okay. No, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. So why is Hashem guiding? Why is Hashem making sure that the first encounter of Moshe Rabbein is going to be in the Midbar? Answer is because all the Hashivus, the calls are going to have, they're going to take Davka in the Midbar. Now we can ask the same question over there, right? Why is all the Hashivus going to be uh, in the Midbar? So that will... We'll have to explain. If it's just wherever we would have been, we would have gotten, you know, the all, all those different things. So then, you know, the, I mean, if the midbar is itself a coincidence, then seemingly it shouldn't be important to have the communication there, right? If um, if it would have been, if if it was in the midbar and it was next to a uh, you know, the sands over there were red, right? The Moshe doesn't have to necessarily go to a place where it has red sand if, if that's if that's not important, right? So, so somehow it's going to be connected, obviously. Vasher Tirtsu Lahaskil. When you want to become smart and you want to understand things, Teda Hatam Shekol Dover Tzarech Lemokum Yuchadah. So he's saying it's not just a coincidence, right? No. Kalsel having this aliyah is specifically uniquely connected to the midbar. So being that it's uniquely connected to the midbar, so then we can understand why Hashem wants to reveal himself for the first time to Moshe Rabbeinu also in the midbar. Kasher Hayishuhu Omilvangesh. Oh, so now. What's a midbar? So Ari pointed out earlier, a midbar is a place that is, well, Ari said that, that there's nothing growing in there. Um, theoretically, you could have a, you could have some things growing in the midbar, right? But what a midbar is, it's it's a makam hefker. Midbar is an ownerless place, right? It means there's no yishuv there. There's no people dwelling there. It is a place that is... Completely wild, right? So the kasher hayishuhu omid ludvarimageshmim. So the settled places, that's where life is normal. That's where normalcy is. That's where um, you have physical life as we know it. Shemrauim lihiosam biyishuv, because that's where things can grow, things can function. That's that's a normal place. Lakach lo lo yihu bo hadvorim 
Haruchanim. So all these things that the, that the Midrash over here listed, the Mon, the, the Slav, the Be'er, the Kavod, the, all these things that are Lamalim in a Teva, so you see that as soon as we come into Eretz Yisrael, they stopped. Now, you could say that, no, it's just that we came into Eretz Yisrael, we didn't need them anymore. We could, we could have, we, you know, we could plant our own crops, and we could, uh, you know, we had, we had regular water access, etc. True. It's a little bit of a chicken and egg, you know, discussion, right? Um, obviously, on a, on a very posh shot level, yeah, Hashem was doing a miracle. Once you're in a place where Hashem doesn't need, you don't need anymore, so Hashem won't do the miracle anymore. That is true. But on a, on a, on a deeper level, uh, morale saying over here, that no, that it's also the other way around. That in a place where life is possible, al so it means Teva takes hold. Teva has a very strong grip there. Mashenkin in the Midbar, where in the Midbar there is no life al Teva. Right? So then... To a certain extent, things naturally connect to something above that. That's, that's the only way that, it can be, that you can be. Um, I, I'm going to give an analogy. Um, it could just be an analogy. It could, it could be more than an analogy. Um, Wait, um, are you you have a little bit of a science background? A little bit. Okay. It, um, is Newtonian physics um, correct? Is it is it a is it a uh, true representation of the world? Um, it, you're saying opposed to, to modern physics that gives a deeper insight into it. I mean, it's, it's observations and it's true based on what's observed. Okay. And so, what, in what ways is it not? Why are you being hesitant here? Like, uh, kind of, uh, you, you, it sounds like you think I'm about to trip you up. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess on a micro and a macro level, it, it, it doesn't hold. It does. Oh, so it's interesting, right? So, on the level of um, the existence of regular size objects, means human sized objects. A regular means what we understand to be the average size, right? Means um, anything from the size of a virus up to the size of a um, I don't know a, a mountain or a, or a continent, right? Um, is operates one hundred percent according to Newtonian physics, okay? That's where, and that's where life is. That's where life is. Life is from from a, a bacterium to a uh, to a uh, I don't know um, yeah. a planet. Yeah. On the other hand, it doesn't hold true on a quantum level. Right? Quantum mechanics describes the extraordinarily small. And doesn't true uh, hold true in the in the extraordinarily big. The, the theory of relativity describes the extraordinarily big. 
right? And in both of those, we observe what would be called nothing other than supernatural phenomenon, right? Um, whether it be a particle existing in multiple places at the same time, or not really ha- having this um, percentage-like existence, you know, the, the, it's a, 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 an existence I- in likelihood, right? That's that's, qu- that's quantum mechanics, right? That is, if some, such a thing were happening in in the world of the normal, we would that that would be miraculous, right? Um, Alternatively, you know, space and time bending, etc. When you get to re- the really big, right? That that's that's also not uh, a, at all normal. Um, so, so the point is, that you you leave in in both of those realms, right? You leave teva, uh, you you leave um, normal operations, and and things become very spooky. You know, I mean. Kind of, I mean, uh, if you're talking about teleportation, right, which is uh, the current thing that they're all trying to investigate in quantum mechanics, that's not, that's not uh, within their own normalcy, right? So the point is, when you go out of the issue, you know, just, I, I'm giving an analogy, that just like in sizes, when you leave normalcy, you start getting into really things bending and things becoming really strange, right? So to, so to in a hashgacha of Hashem, right? As long as you're within the normalcy, so then Teva is running things because the way that the Rambam explains it is that you see that Hashem wanted Teva to run. I mean, since Hashem built the world in such a way, that there's water and there's food. And there is there is an ability to to exist like that. So that means that the Gilu Rotson is that that's that that is how a person should be living. So a miracle, to a certain extent, has to come and overpower that and 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 the, and, and, and that's uh, that's to a certain extent not the ideal. Meaning the the the, the, the is that life should be al derechatava. That's why Hashem built it that way. Right? But what if you step into a place where there is no life out there, right? So then, there, there you, you don't have that same um, clarity that this is how Hashem wants life to be. Because there is no such mahalach. So then, it's more open to miracles. Um, the, if a person would want to go and meditate and try to tap into something completely out of this world, you don't do that by sitting in the middle of Manhattan. Right? Because there, the world all around you screams normalcy, solid, um, you know, derechateva, step by step. Right? If you want to meditate and tap into something really out of this world, you have to go somewhere really wild, some, somewhere really out there, right? Whether it be the top of the Himalayan mountains, right? That would be the equivalent of, of, of a desert to a certain extent, right? It, it's a place where people can't live. Um, it's a place where there is no Yishuv. It's a place where um, 
you know, a person leaves the, the normal Hanhaga. So, so says the morale over here that Dafka, all these miracles were happening in the in the Midbar because that's a place since it's a place that's separated from the Yishuv. So Teva doesn't have a strong of a hold over there. So there, that is a place for spiritual things. Kemotora, um, Vamishkan, Vashchina, Kahuna, Malchus, Vananiakavod, Vaman. I'm not sure why he switched, switched the order. Um, first of all, left out the bear, interestingly, and uh, switched the order. I'm not going to make anything of it. Shariaman, Midvorim, Hativim, Shariain Haman Midvorim Tivim. Sorry, I missed the Ain. Shariain Advar Midvorim Tivim, Vayishuhu. So since the, the issue, the place where people settle and live, is for Teva, so that would be, to a certain extent, not that Hashem can't do that. Of course, Hashem could make Mon come down anywhere, but it would be, um, it would not be the appropriate place to have that happen. Right? Um the the place where he, we we skip the Hagdamas to Gvurz Hashem because they're very uh, I mean especially the second Hagdama is a very very Aristotelian philosophy you have to really be you know someone who takes a particular interest in, in Aristotelian philosophy to appreciate the second Hagdama but what he does talk about over there is he talks about well why is it if Hashem is anyway going to do a miracle did you guys ever think about this Hashem is anyway doing miracle of making a snake from something, right? So why make a snake out of a staff? Why, why not take a basketball and make a snake out of a basketball? Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron, they walk in with a basketball, right? And they throw it on the ground and it turns into a snake. Or, you know, if Hashem wants to turn the water of the Nile into something, turn the wa- water into... Um, a bunch of snakes, right? To turn into blood, Davk. Um, what's the so? So obviously, so he explains over there that things, even miracles, are done uh, are done in a way that's appropriate. It's just that it can skip steps. It doesn't have to go through all the intermediary steps, step by step by step by step by step to get there, um, similar to the way the quantum mechanics works. Right? Quantum mechanics is that something can go from A to C without going through B. That's the, that's the, um, that's the, you know, the, the, the power of, you know, that's, that's what they're talking about, teleportation, etc. is that, is that it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to go through all the steps. The, the, the thing can move, um, you know, it kind of, it exists here and then it exists there. That's how, that's how we perceive it. Um, we are used to things going from A to B to C. And that's why we find it funny if someone says A, B, Q. That's, that's you, you just broke the order of 
how Teva works, right? That's a joke. A joke is you're expecting A, B, you're expecting C, and then when I go Q, boom, that breaks the order, that, that, that breaks your DAS and makes you, makes you, makes you laugh, right? Because now nothing makes sense. If that's the case, then, like, well, you know, what am I spending my time thinking about how to make a Parnosa when A, B, when A, B leads to Q? Um, so, so uh, now a miracle is like that a little bit, but again, but also, but, but it just lets you skip bigger, so that the, you know, skip bigger, you can skip every few steps or whatever, right? You could go from A straight to C, but you're not going to go from A to green, right? That's, you're not going to go that way, you know, or to hot, right? You're going to go from A to C. So yeah, the shape, and not only that, it's, it's much more than the shape. The the Ramchal explains that specifically uh, a um, a mate is mem is forty, tet is nine, hay is five. That's what fifty four. What is that? That's done. That's midus hadin. Right, so uh, and and the uh, nachash, of course, comes comes from the side of of midas adin. Right, so a staff is used to hit things. It's a shepherding staff. Is you hit the animals to go this way, you hit them to go that way. You, it's something that you uh, you push things with, etc. So that's uh, that's uh, so that's uh, a nachash. Is there reason? Rabbi, just to repeat it, you're saying that every nace that happens in this world uses Tevedic instruments, just not necessarily in the correct order. Well, it could use... Te- I mean, we're talking about nace where it interacts with the physical, so it's going to use something Tevedic. Um, right. Uh, but, but, no, but, but like even, even, uh, even the Yamsuf was, it says a big wind came. Exactly, case, exactly. Right, 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 right. Exactly, which means it just... It just goes instead of going A B C D E, right. it could go to yeah. A E, but it's still gonna go in in that similar type of a progression. It just that as you go to higher realms, you're not as locked into physicality. When you're in physicality, right here where we are, so you just have to literally inch, inch, inch your way across. The higher you go up in the spiritual realms, the more you can get bigger changes. Through smaller movements, it's like um, you know, with a, with a gun, right? If you if you if you if you aim your gun, you know, just a drop over to the side, but you're shooting a target 300 feet away, so you're going to end off being 15 feet over, right? So that so what do you mean? But I only move my gun a tiny little bit. Yeah, you move your t- gun a tiny little bit, but the gun's very far away from the target. So spiritually, if, if you go the higher you go spiritually. A tiny little adjustment makes a very big difference down here. So I can get from a staff to a snake with just a tiny little move um, up there. Right? Makes sense. But but uh, to get now again a miracle, miracle, Hashem could do anything. But but to, t- to but to turn a basketball into a snake, you'd have to get higher up. You have to go much higher up, right? Because, again, basketball is farther away from the snake. Let's come back to our gun shooting analogy, right? Basketball, a snake to a staff is only 15 feet sideways, right? Basketball to a snake is 55 feet off, right? So I'd have to back up quite a bit 
so that my little movement, my, my little half an inch movement of the gun will give me such a big differential, right? I have to be much farther back. Make sense? Okay. So, um, so we're saying that in the Yishuv, where you're kind of, um, that's not going to be the natural place to have to have the mon coming down. V'chena ba'er, hu brocha, she'en teviz, lihios ha'ba'er, holech imohem b'kol mokom, this is not a natural thing to have a, to have a well, traveling with them everywhere. V'chena ha'slav, lo ha'yazeh bo, b'tevel yosnofel al ha'machana k'derech, Yom Kov Derech Yom Kov. It's not a natural thing to have, you know. This was, must have been the largest um, Slav um, migration, you know, maybe to ever to ever uh, to ever be recorded, right? And the and the, and the Davka landed on um, around the camp of of, of Bnei Yisrael. So that's why all these things happen, had to happen in the Midbar. It be a natural contradiction. Right? Be a, the two of them are at odds with one another. You cannot have a place which is both uniquely custom tailored and demands teva and a place which is uniquely custom tailored and de- demands miracles that cannot be so that the place either has the general atmosphere conducive to teva or the place has a general atmosphere conducive to miracles but it doesn't have both so that's why davka a desert is a place where people can't live there's no teva there there's no water there's no nothing grows etc because it's a place which, which is miyuchet for miracles, it's, so it's not a place miyuchet for teva. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not the point of the desert is just this like empty thing. Like, why in the world is there a desert? Well, I don't know. Hashem just kind of like he made this little, really large world, and then he was terraforming it and making it nice. But then he kind of ran out of resources, and a, a part of it was just left to be doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, is that that part is the part that's not subject to Teva. That part doesn't, Teva doesn't work there. It's broken. Teva is a system, right? A system with, with an ecosystem, with a, with a process, with how things grow and how things develop and, and, and how they die and how they're consumed. There's a whole ecosystem. That doesn't work in the, in, in the, in the Midbar. Meaning that Midbar will inherently be more mystical, spiritual than 100%. Stam Adama, like the rest of the earth? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what he's saying. Uh-huh. So that's what we're saying. You know, nowadays, the vision is, is the Himalayas, right? Because obviously, the only real spirituality in the world, Chas Shalom, is, uh, is, Bu- is Buddhism, right? So, uh, so, so, yeah, so it's got to be up in the Himalayas, right? But Himalayas is also a type of a midbar, right? It, it, it's a place where people can't live, and, and there, there's no there's no life over there. There's a, yeah, they have to schlep up the food by donkeys up to these people, right? So yeah, you could just as effectively set up a yeshiva out there, you know. But it would, it would have to be it have to be not a yeshiva, but it would have to be a um, a prophecy school, right? 
If you want to set up a prophecy school, you would do it, you would do it in the Midbar. No, you'll pass that message along to Rabbi Daniel Katz? <laughs> I, think, I think he's already what to that. He has a prophecy school in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Negev? I, I, I'm sure he wouldn't call it a prophecy school, but I think his big thing he did was in some retreat in Morocco. No, but Morocco is a nice place. They were they were in the Yishuv. They were like, they were in the city where they were, had food, and uh, to uh, what I heard. I mean, well, Morocco not 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 like a not like a major metropolis. I don't know how many major metropolises uh, there are in Morocco, but uh, but I think it was considered a Yishuv. Is the reason there's so much Midbar? Like, what? Is that taka true? There's know, more midbar than 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 the non midbar in the world. Country has no, it's not. What? No, that can't be. Every okay. Country midbar is like a third of China is uninhabitable. Eight um, percent of Canada is uninhabitable. America is midbaros. Mexico is midbaros. Like every country you go, maybe Europe is different. I don't know. I hear. Okay. I it's a, so you, you, so are you asking why do we need so much of it? Yeah, I mean, if this is this is the extremities, meaning that Yeshua is but like Mokhanta of Africa, Mokhanta of Australia, most of these places are uninhabitable. So why would there be so much place where where Teva is not does not have a dominion? Because Hashem needed like every country needs their place to have spirituality. I hear. Could be. I hear. How, how are we defining Teva exactly? I mean, the way we're describing the elements of a midbar, I can just easily call that an ocean. It's not, it sounds like lack of civilization, lack of definition, lack of surah that's imposed by man. It's not, not man, not man. Teva, yeah. meaning uh, vegetation can't grow there, animals can't live there, like you know, the, the whole norm, normal um, processes of, um, you know, basically of, 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 of all, you know, what it be, uh, you know, photosynthesis, photosynthesis and... Uh, and me, you know the the um, and the plants give it's it's a vicious cycle, right? Meaning to say, why is it that there are certain areas, right? The vegetation developed, and because the vegetation developed, it managed to hold on to the topsoil. So the topsoil managed to, you know, be uh, conducive to all sorts of little organisms, and then those in turn, you know, d- made the topsoil be more richer through dying in it, etc. I mean, all this, right? Whereas in the desert, it's the other way around. There's, there's no, there's no topsoil because the wind keeps blowing it all away, and so it's all just sand, and, and, and so there's no vegetation, so then there's no animal life. Right? So the point is just kind of the whole process of teva never really took place over there, ne- never took hold. It's kind of like outer space. Okay, we're saying that's 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 conducive for. A nace on a regular basis, because a nace is the breach which a context in which a nace happens is is tevah. Not just the context. Uh, the mokom always has a very big say about what happens, right? The 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 environment, even if you're not. Even if you literally don't have any interaction with them, but living in America it ha- has a certain every land, every place has a certain spiritual hashpah, and uh, a yishu, any yishuv 
um, has uh, locks a person into the process of teva. This is how you get your food. This is how you grow your food. This is how you live. This is, and and that's and that's uh, and that's the hanhaga there. Uh, in the midbar, is the, that's not that is not in effect. That does not take place. So it's much more a place that's that's much more conducive to spiritual flow. Well, let's get to the end of the paragraph, and then we'll try to we'll try to we'll try to weave back. Okay, first let's just finish the idea. Lefikach, lo hayu, kol elamatanos beyishuv shehu makom hativi, vekol shekain kasher tovin. How much more so when you understand ki heim hafeichim biyachad hadvarim hativim vadvarim asher enim tivim. The two of them are a tarti desasri. They're a natural contradiction. Kemoshe misnaged haseichel lechomer bavur sheze sichli veze kulo chumri kach yisnaged haruchani legashmi spiritual and physical are in a opposition bavur she haruchanis hu kulo tsura nivdelas. Bilvad Mufshetas Mina Homer. So it is a tsura which is separate. Uh, that's all it is, Bilvad. And Mufshet from the Homer. It's separate from all physicality. Vahomer and Botsura, whereas physical things do not have any tsura to them. Something that's you know just a I mean when he says they don't have a tsura, it's not it's not uh, it's not exactly true. We can't imagine anything as no tzura. That would be called homer hiuli. That would be called primordial matter, the Ramban explains, which we can't even imagine what it is. Maybe the closest analogy we have to it is what they postulate is the existence of dark matter. Right now, dark matter is not actually dark. Right? Did you know that, Noah? I mean, it's not that you can... You, know, you have one object, and you're seeing it from an angle, and then as you have an object over here, and I'm seeing it straight line, and then as I move my angle, oh, something's blocking, and I can't see it, oh, there must be dark matter over there. That's not what dark matter means. Right? It would be a black hole, maybe, but uh, not dark matter, right? Dark matter means it's, it's, just a, it's just a hypothesis they have that there is dark matter. It means Dark matter means they think that there's some matter, but it has no characteristics whatsoever, so they can't identify it in any way. But they have reason to believe that there must be more dark matter than, than they can identify. Way more. Right? So but the point is they have no ability to identify it in any way. Because, so if, you know, the, the understanding is because it has no characteristics. Because it has absolutely no tsura. Which would be a very good fit for the Ramban's Homer Hewley. Primordial matter. Yeah, it has no characteristics, so you have no way to measure it, to identify it, to to perceive it, or interact with it in any way. Um, so that that there's no there's no there's no such thing as a Homer uh, that has no tsura whatsoever. So I'm saying that's lavdavka, right? It it, it means. There's there's always layers and layers of um, tsura 
like the like the Rambam explains in the, in the Yad Chazaka, that you know everything is made up of four elements. Everything that we know is made up of four elements. So right there already you have a tzura, right? The four elements. The fact that one ele- you know that there's the, the, you know, the elements themselves have characteristics that itself is a tzura already that's imposed onto the chomer. So that everything we know has that, right? And not only that, but everything is a murkov of all of those. So that's also a certain type of a tzura. All, you know, the, the elements that we know, the, that's a tzura. It's a, it's a particular type. It's, a, it's a, you know, the size of the nucleus. How, how heavy is the nucleus? How many electrons do they have spin, spinning around it? How many protons, how many neutrons are in the nucleus, right? And other such characteristics. But it, what he means is there's no tzura on a human level, meaning on a, right, there's, there's levels of tzura and there's levels of tzura, right? So, so something can be just... You know, just just elements, just you know, raw material, raw element, right? That, that has very very little tzura. It's only tzura on a on a very primordial level, right? It doesn't have a much greater tzura like let's say a plant would have, right? Where where you have tremendous complexity and tremendous interaction and processes and some sort of a nefesh even that's operating, right? So those are those are much much higher levels of tzura. And then, of course, you go higher and higher. So, um, to, to uh, you know, Balchai and Adam. Um, so, but he's saying that fundamentally, if, if we could envision the two of them separate, so, uh, by the way, this what I'm saying is the Leshem says this, that, that there's no such thing as, uh, we, we don't know anything that is um, one without the other. Humans don't know anything that is, only Homer or only Tzura. Everything that we know and everything we could even uh, is uh, that we could know is has both. But uh, we could talk theoretically about uh, about the one without the other. So Lefikach Kashir Hayishuv Hu Muchon Ludvorim Hativim. Since the uh, the issue of the um, what's a good translation of the issue? Uh, uh, settled place, settle, uh, settlement, settlement, a place where people settle, people can live. Not just people, but people live in a place where animals can live, and animals live in a place where plants can live. Meaning, it's a it's a place where where life can be, right? So, and life is the much more powerful. That, that's a very high level tzura, right? Uh, wait, sorry, uh, that not where he's going. I mean, it's true, but it's not where he's going. So he's going that the Teva has dominion in a Yishuv and doesn't have a dominion in the Midbar. So Midbar has very, very high things, right? So it doesn't it doesn't have so that's why it's a pl- it doesn't have teva over there. That's why it's place fit for miracles. Lefika Hayusroel misalim lihios elyonim alkol. That's where we had our big aliyah. We became higher than everybody else. Davka in the midbar. Ulihios lahem mylon of delos, but midbar davka. And that's why we acquired this very high level of separation. Specifically in the midbar, lefishehu mokom raui lehis alus el mylan of delos is a proper place to go up to a higher place. 
וזה שנאמר מי זוס עולה מן המדבר. That's what the Pasuk says. Who is coming from the Midbar? Oh, they're, they're having Aliyah from the Midbar. I want to just discuss this for a little bit. Um, I want to say it as a Lulig de Mistafina. I'm afraid to say it because it's a very big love dafka in the morale. But I think you might have to say it. We saw earlier when he spoke about the, the difference between Mitzrim and Knanim. So Maral said that that uh, again I'm prefacing this because I, I know that this is not exactly the words he's saying. I think it could we, we, we could say it in his words maybe and and uh, I feel like we might have to be but uh, let me just let me just uh, explain where, where I want to go. The um, we, we spoke about the difference between the Mitzrim and the Knanim. The Mitzrim can convert to Yiddishkeit. The Knanim cannot. The Knanim either have to be eradicated, or they could be they, they, they could be enslaved. Right? Um, why is that? So he said because the point is the Mitzrim are basar chamorim basaram. They are they are physical. They are strictly physical. And so, the surah of the Torah can be chal on them. Uh, they can they can be nizgayer. Uh, you, you can have an interaction between the, the surah of the Torah and the mitzri. The Kananim are the, se- the seven Canaanite nations. Not by coincidence, the seven. Uh, the seven means the number seven has to do with surah hamutva b'chomer. It is a tzura, it is a definition, but it's a definition that's coming mitzad the chomer. It's a definition that it's here, um, it's here to augment, to optimize, uh, and to really bring out the natural characteristics of the chomer. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Okay, good. Um, so... And being that that's the case, this surah, Hamutpa Bechomer, is misnagged to the surah Nevdalas Minachomer. It opposes it. It, it. it doesn't allow a proper halos, which means, let's say it in other words, because the Knanim had a strong hashkafa, a strong ideology. Now, that ideology was krum, they were idol worshippers, right? It was totally perverted. But, it, but they did have a strong culture, um, right? They have a strong culture. Um, you know, in France, for example, right? They, they feel that they have a strong culture, but that culture is, is mushchus, is this, it's completely ruined, it's completely perverted, but they, they feel like they have something. So to bring the Torah there is very, is very difficult, right? Because they can't, they can't, they already have a hashkafa. 
right? The hashkafa is completely perverted, but they have one. That's called Tzura Hamutpa B'chomer. And that's misnagid to Tzura Nevdas Minachomer. Whereas, by the, by the Mitzrim, they were just, they just Bali Taiva. They just really, they very, just simple Bali Taiva. They're just Chomer. So there you can have a Chalois of a Tzura Nevdas Minachomer. So I think that's what he's talking about over here as well. That in the so so Tzurah Nevdelas Minachomer is miracles. That's that's the that's the uh, miraculous Hanhaga that we're talking about over here. Okay. Now in a Yishuv, you already have a Hanhaga. You already have a Tzura, but it's Mutba Bechomer. Meaning the Tzura, there is a function. There is a certain functionality. But there is a process that's called the, you know, the ecosystem, whatever it is, right? But that surah is moved by Bechom. I mean, that surah is an expression of how physical objects operate. And because this is how the physical objects operate, so that is that's the law of the land. So now to go and to superimpose a miraculous hanhag on top of that is very difficult. There's a contradiction. There's, there's a fight. Who's running this place? Is it the Tzura Hamut Bobochomer or the Tzura Hanivdos Minachomer? And that's a Tarti disaster. No, 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 no. Whereas in the Midbar, there's no real Tzura Hamut Bobochomer. It's just Homer. Again, like we said, how Kol Newton Erechen, obviously on some level everything has Tzura that we know. But, but, there, is, but there is no normal Teva, there's no normal Han Haga. Right? So, therefore, it's much more natural for the Tzura HaNivdelas Minachomer to be Chalamet. That's what I think he's saying. Even though he, he seems to make it that the, um, you know, that the, the Yishuv is, is Homer. I think what he means is, is that it's Homer, there is a Homer with a Tzura HaMutba B'Chomer with it. Whereas a Midbar is, is, a, is, 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 is Nivdel not on the contrary. Midbar is Kulo Homer. All there is physical it's base physical. There's no life there. There's no there's no complex tura there. And that's exactly why it's a home, it's a perfect place for a tura and a Delsmina Homer to be found. That's that's what I think he's saying. Lulu de Mistafina. Well, why only came back? It sounds like all the have a. Okay, so, so that's just, 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 anyone that has to go now, is, uh, we can. We can, we can.